What's up, Mike? You there? All right, Frankie boy. What's going on, man? How you doing this morning? Somber morning, man. I don't know. You know, it, it's it's a rough morning. We'll just leave it that. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to put into words. Absolutely. What, what you're feeling? I feel the same way. Uh, it is Friday, October 18th. We are hours removed from Game Four last night at Yankee Stadium. The Yankees. Unfortunately, did not come out on top, um, putting them down 3-1. CS to the Houston Astros. Um, Mike, I want to give me your immediate take on what you what you took away from that game last night. That, by far, in my opinion, was one of the most sloppiest, uh, unheartfelt Yankee performances I've ever seen. I, I mean, I felt nothing. Last night, it looked like they actually gave up at one point. I believe, what was it, the fifth inning where Canacion, uh had bases loaded and he struck out. I think after that, it was over. And then on top of it all, we see one of our true warriors, man. One of the guys who's laid it all on the line for us throughout his entire Yankee career have one of the most heart-wrenching endings to his career. Oh, I, I can't. I mean, looking back at videos and the way, I don't know if you saw A-Rod's reaction to that. I don't know if you saw Girardi's reaction to that. But, man, tough to tough to, to watch. Absolutely. So this is the uh, This Guy and That Guy podcast, uh, episode number four. Uh, once again, removed from ALCS game number four. Uh, we're now down three games to one. I'm Mike Ruda. You can find me on Instagram at Detuna725 and also on Twitter at Detuna725. And I'm Frank Negron. You can find me on Twitter at CoolGuy924 and on Instagram at FNegron24. So, Frank, we're down three games to one. It seems like a very daunting task we have in front of us. What's your take? Don't, how do we how do we approach these? How do we approach tonight? Well, tonight you got to approach the same way you, you approached uh, the last couple of games, and as you as you can tell, the Yankees have a good approach going into that first inning. They're getting guys on. The problem on the last couple of games have been they get the base loaded, they get two guys on, and they can't deliver that knockout blow. And I need. If that happens again tonight, I, I can't have guys swinging at the first pitch. If you see the pitcher is on the ropes, let him find the strike zone. And you, let him, you say let guys. Him a couple pitches. You say guys. I mean, I can understand one, two guys struggling. We got about four or five guys in this lineup that just continuously are trying to hit the ball 555 feet every at-bat. Last night, you saw Glaber come up with the bases loaded, and we were both – we both saw the lineup like, oh, good. Glaber's moved up in the, the lineup. And he comes up in a big spot. Base is loaded. First pitch pops out. I think A-Rod, uh, I think A-Rod hit it best last night in the postgame. That, you know, the tinkering with the lineup, man, is it's a little too obsessive at this point. I mean, it's, it's, it's happening every day where the kid is in a different spot in the lineup. So different things are expected of him. Well, you saw in the Minnesota series that it was pretty much the same lineup, and you saw the results. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I understand. Uh, I, I understand losing Stanton was a 
you know, a big hit to that righty la- righty lefty matchup uh, that the you know break up the righties, break up the lefties. However, it, it, I wouldn't have tinkered that lineup much. I just would have slid a name in that in his spot. I I agree. I think you should have just left it as is. I think the only real move that that I would have changed from kind of the Minnesota series lineup was flip flop Glaber and Gardner. Right. Absolutely. Uh Gardner Gardner sitting in that three spot I'm not comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with Gardner hitting anywhere above six, seven, actually, to tell you the truth. I'd rather him be down in the seven, eight, nine slot. And now with Sanchez and I mean Sanchez looks completely lost to the play, like I've said multiple times throughout this series. He needs to be batting ninth. If he's in that lineup, I know everybody's calling for Romine to come in. You're not putting Romine in. I Sanchez hit a home run yesterday. That's going to justify him being in the lineup again tonight. So let's not even go there. If Sanchez is in the lineup, he's got a bad eighth. He's got a bad ninth. There's no way that you have him anywhere higher. He's completely lost. He is. I mean, you know, he he ran into one last night, and and that's just what it was. Because in his next at bat, he looked like he, he looked awful again. He um, he was one at bat too late. If he ran into one. The previous at bat with the bases loaded. This is a completely different series. This is a completely different series. I mean, it, we could sit here and do if ands or buts, you know, the the entire episode. We can sit here and say, if we would have done this, or you know, if this would have happened. It, 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 right now, the Yankee offense is nowhere to be found. Okay, and they have not been anywhere to be found since Game Two, since Aaron Judge hit that home run to put us up. They have disappeared. And you can make you can make the argument you can make the argument the offense wasn't there in game two. Other than that, so they've been since game one ended. There hasn't been much much life in that offense. And right, other than a couple swings. No, right now the only person who I am confident in when he comes to the plate is DJ LeMahieu. Unbelievable. He is the only one I feel confident in. I don't that, that's that's amazing. I don't, even, I don't even feel confident in the Glaber at this point. No, I think his his little hot streak has come to an end, unfortunately, because I don't see good at bats from him. I don't see any good swings. He had a couple good pitches to hit last night. He swung right through them, and he he looked like he's uppercutting the ball. He's looking to to get a launch angle on on his hits, and it's just. That's not how you do things. Now you and, say launch, you say launch angle, and and that brings me back to a conversation that me and you had. Uh, I want to say earlier in the season, maybe maybe quarter of the way in, that the team was different. Although we hit three hundred and six home runs this year, this team also got the big base hit when they needed the big base hit. They led the major leagues in average with runners in scoring position. They got the double. They got the single. They got the walk that they needed. This series has been a, a joke. I mean, they've it, gone back, back, back gone to back the team of last year. Last year's team, back, all or nothing. Correct. Back to the all or nothing approach. And I thought we got away from that because of DJ. Um, I really felt that his approach was starting to kind of rub off on the rest of the guys in the, in the locker room the rest of the lineup, and to an extent it did. Um, but a lot of the guys that that approach went towards are the Talkmans of the world, 
the Fords of the world, those guys aren't here. And I mean, we, we could sit here, like I said, we could sit here and bellyache for about a good 45 minutes on what's wrong and what, uh, what we think should be done. How do we get back? See, I don't think, see, the, what I do like about this series is there's not a lot of second guessing. There's, I don't think Boone has done a bad job. There's nothing that I see that he's he's done that's been questionable. Well, other there was than, other than that game two uh, decision to to put uh, Adovino in. There's one after Green. There's one name that's that's gonna go with every second guess that I have with him now, and that's Adam Adovino. Well, we have we talked about this at length numerous times during the season. We've mentioned this on pretty much every episode of our podcast so far. The guy is not right. No. And every single time this guy comes in, it's just uh, an implosion. Mm -hmm. You saw it again last night. The confidence is not there. The confidence level is not there now. So now it's messing with his psyche. I think you you don't – I don't care what the issue is tonight. I don't care where we're at. I don't want to see him in. No. I think that he needs a break. He needs to. He needs to be down the packing order. I mean, we we've had guys come out of the pen now. I mean, and they've been lights out. The pitching hasn't been, in my opinion, the pitching hasn't been a problem in this series. It's not the pitching. No. Not the pitching. It, it's the. There's nothing it's else up, that it's Boone up, can, can. It's a pitcher and the offense. It, there's nothing else that Boone can do to to create better matchups. There's nothing else that he can do to put in a guy. In a, in a pitch hitting spot to to try to win us a game, it's the Yankees have had their chances. They're just not hitting. You got to execute. This series can easily be three one Yankees. I I'll go even further. The Yankees could easily have swept this series. Agreed. I, I agreed. You know, but you gonna tell me game two was there for for them to win on many times. Game three, they had Granky. Uh, sorry, they had Cole. On the ropes, I counted at least four or five times where they had two guys on and they just they couldn't get that rally. Also, if Didi's uh, fly ball to right field goes a little further, again, series is completely different. But you know, the recipe for this series, in my opinion, when it when it when it began, was to get one game down in Houston and beat Cole and Verlander. So now we've decided to take the hard route. And we got one game down in Houston. Now we have to beat Cole and Verlander in a game five, in an elimination game, <laughs> in two elimination games. So I, it was always the recipe for, for success in this series. Um, I don't feel 100% confident in Paxton. <laughs> um, I'm just like really – I feel like I'm so – speechless as to what is going on right now uh like does something happen that the, the the mojo of the team has just completely changed and like you had mentioned as soon as Arvino hung that slider on that first pitch and the way Springer demolished that that pitch into the the train tracks in game two it's been all Astros since and it's up to somebody now in this organization, it's up to somebody, player, coach, close the door to that clubhouse before this game. Whether it be Aaron Boone, whether it be Aaron Judge, whether it be 
CC Sabathia, uh, you know, uh, somebody has to close the door to this clubhouse and remind this team who we are, what we've done all season. They need a somebody has to spit fire at these boys, and that's what I agree. I agree. And uh, going back a couple years ago, everybody got on Joe Girardi, but Girardi got a bunch of kids within a game of the World Series. And right now, you know, a lot of people are questioning Boone's approach on how he handles these, the how he's handling these players, and it a lot of people think he's too friendly. the The front office loves that, but I agree, he's got a light of fire in them. He's got to close the door, throw some stuff around. He's got to challenge some guys, and these guys have to be up for it. And it's, it's there, there's no turning back. No, there's no turning back, and it, it's hard to. It's hard to sit there and read social media sometimes because you got a lot of uh, keyboard general managers talking about, oh, I get rid of this one and sign this one and bench this one. Uh, listen, you weren't you weren't, you weren't you weren't saying that a week ago when we swept the Twins. Everything right, let's... was all peachy. Everything was all, you know, rainbows and unicorns. And well, uh, even even then, they wanted void in for. Didi and, and just there's a lot of bad takes out there, mm. but these are the guys that we're going to war with. We're winning with these guys, right. or we're losing with these guys. There, there's no, there's nobody that's going to come in and, and save the day. The only one that could possibly do that is Stan. So my thing is now, one at bat, one inning, one game at a time. Let's start with Correct. tonight. Let's start with tonight. You got Paxton on the hill against Justin Verlander. Uh, Verlander hasn't looked right in his last two starts, in my opinion. Uh, you know, maybe he's starting to come back down to earth. Um, just a tad. I, I do believe we're going to, if we're going down tonight, we're going to go down fighting. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we got the shit out of our system last night. You put up a game where you have four errors. Um, you know, it couldn't have gotten any worse. I mean, that was those last couple of innings were so uninspired. Uh, like just the way Glaber just lets go under his under his glove. DJ makes an error. I mean, I know he had a little tough hop, but what that do was, you see? That was a cute shot. When do you see uh, DJ LeMahieu make an error like that? You don't. And uh, and again, I I. I was giving him shit about first base, man. He's been saving a lot. Of, it could have been a lot worse last night with without, Didi, without yeah, the Didi. scoops that DJ was making at first base, man. It could have been it could have been a lot worse. Didi's had a lot of not so great throws from shortstop in this series, a lot. So let's let's fix this, Frank. Let's 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 get let's get tonight. And how are we getting tonight? What what's the approach? So the the approach has been fine as as far as starting the game. You see in the first the first inning, the last couple of games, the Yankees have been patient. They've gotten guys on. So that approach is working. You gotta keep that approach. You can't press, can't try to hit the ball in the seats. You can't do that. You gotta keep the same approach. Get guys on. But this time you guys you get guys on, get the hit. I know you need a base hit. Exactly. And we used to talk a base we talk about base hits. Uh, I know you're not a fan of, you know, mid-series changes and whatnot, we have two guys now who we can roster. Um, in my opinion, if, if Giancarlo Stanton can't get a pinch hit at bat at any point in the last two games and seeing him run doesn't look very promising, um, 
I understand leaving him, you know, making that roster change with him at this point would make him ineligible for the World Series. As of right now, we're not getting to the World Series. So. Well, you put a good point up yesterday. If he does get on the World Series roster, the Yankees make it. He's only playing in three of those games. He is. He's only DHing. You're not putting him in the field. Right. Yeah. A great. Granted, you know, his bat, his bat is his bat. But let's say he hits the ball in the gap. Is he going to make it pass first? No. Uh, he he's got to hit a. He has. He's got to hit one over the wall. He has a quad injury. It baseball entails running when you hit the ball. Am I and right? He didn't look good. He didn't look good when he was running the bases. You, no. you could see the discomfort in him. He, he, his body language says, man, I, I, I want to. I, I need to get on the field, and I just I can't. I don't see, and I, you know, I, I think everybody says, oh, Talkman's ready to go, this, that. You know, you can't take. Well, talk, Talkman, I, I heard yesterday, Michael K had mentioned that he was at 85%. So that doesn't sound like a guy that's ready to go. No. So Not at this point of the season. You need guys that – you. I mean, I understand guys have – you know, guys are dinged up a little bit. But 85% to me is, is not playoff ready. No, not uh, win or go home kind of – kind of kind of where Aaron Hicks is at. I mean, Hicks has but, great at-bats as far as, you know, what he's – you know his approach. He's making it, guys work in the count, which isn't been ha- has not been happening with the majority of our hitters. He's he, him and DJ have had the best approach at the plate, and you could say Judge too. Judge has had a, had a pretty good approach at the plate. He just they've thrown some filthy off speed pitches to him that he's he hasn't you know connected with, and you can't blame him for not hitting them because those are pitchers' pitches that he's not hitting. Uh, but he hasn't chased, and he's been pretty solid in his approach. And in the outfield, Jesus Christ, this guy can do no wrong. Mm. So, scale of one to ten, how confident in you? And uh, how confident are you in James Paxton going tonight? I'm gonna say a six. You're about a six. Uh, I want I want to say I'm a little bit higher than that. I'm about maybe a seven. I, I think I just feel different. While I did wake up somber this morning, I did also wake up a little optimistic that last night was the absolute shit the bed type of a game where that was rock bottom. Where it can only go up from here. Right. So, so what do you approach what do you, tonight is make Verlander work, man. Make it get his pitch count up. Uh, stadium, I can already see our fan base, man, is is, is given up. Um, you know, which is gonna, which sucks because the stadium's not gonna be loud. The the crowd's not gonna be a factor. This series has has shown that you know we've gone back to the fucking wine and cheesers, in my opinion. Uh, Last night was loud. Last night, the first couple innings was very very loud in there. I have a problem with. The whole luxury sections of the stadium. You I look agree. at any other. You look at any other major league ballpark. No matter where these fans are sitting, they're up on their feet, man. They're waving their rally towels. They're doing what they got to do to get involved in the game. Everywhere but Yankee Stadium, the entire behind home plate area 
it, 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 it's sickening. These dudes, they sit there. They sit on their hands. They don't get up out of their seats. They're the type of people that would call security on you for, 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 yeah. for strike three. Did you see the video that kind of went viral of the kid that I think believe he was sitting behind home plate? I think it was section 117. He said mm-hmm. he's on his feet. He's trying to get, you know, everybody up on their feet, clapping and engaging the game. Somebody's recorded him as if he's a jackass for being like obnoxious. And he's like, I don't care. How do you pay all, th- all this money to sit in these seats for an ALCS game? And you're, you don't care. And he's right. You know, he, he, he's, he's a hundred percent right. You got to amp, you know, I would be, I wouldn't make it in those seats. I really wouldn't. I'd be thrown out and probably before the first pitch was thrown. I, I just don't understand. I'm, I'm at a bar and I'm making noise. There's, probably a couple of hundred people in the bar and I'm trying to yell over each and every one of them over every out over every base hit over every strikeout you can't do that at the stadium I you know it, I, I thought we moved away from that seems as though we re, we've reverted back I was at game three <clears throat> excuse me and um you know I felt I was I was standing in the uh center field uh standing area uh right by the fox booth and um I felt like I was struggling out there to get guys involved. And that's, that's, you know, I can't speak for last night. I wasn't at last night. Um, I just have a problem with what I see. And I have a problem with the people who sit behind home plate. And people are going to be like, oh, well, that's the, that's the seats. And that's the type of people that they are. No. I think the Yankees have to, they have to do something because they got to create a, a, a more engaging atmosphere at the stadium. Uh, you see, like you mentioned, a lot of other stadiums, they do things to engage their fans. They'll do the little T-shirt in the the cannon, uh, rally towel. Rally towels. I don't um, see why. I don't see why rally towels can't be given out. I don't see. We're we're the top organization in Major League Baseball, and um, we can't give out rally towels. What we're too we're too fucking professional for that. Come on, guy. I'm, I mean, not, I mean, that, once not you, that I'm saying once, that this would affect the game in any sense or, you know, oh, uh, he's sitting here uh, ranting and raving about fucking towels and we're down three games to one. No, I'm not. What I'm trying to say is it could be a different atmosphere. It can get people involved. It doesn't, you know, it won't. we won't have viral videos of guys begging our fan base to get out of their seats. I mean, I saw that and I, I actually know who the kid is, but it just... It, it, it's heartbreaking to watch somebody like that because that's me. I wish I was with him. If I was near him, I would have went right over to him. I'm like, yeah, get up. Mm. What are you guys doing? Like I do it when I go to a game, two outs, two strikes, get up on your feet. What are you doing sitting? Like, what do you come to the game for? Right. And it's unfortunate that most of our fan base is like that. Yankees have to address this in some way, some fashion over the off season because ALCS game, you got to be – that stadium got, has to be rocking. Now, like I said, last night seemed like it was pretty loud. But once they saw that, you know, it wasn't going the Yankees' direction, everybody booked it. As soon as that second three-run home run went out, I, I – started, started to empty. It was pathetic. Yeah. I heard from a couple people in attendance that people were leaving as soon as that ball landed. It seriously was. It's it's pathetic. It really is. But that's the type of fans I guess you get here in New York. 
during playoff time, you know, the casual, uh, I go to, I'm a season ticket holder, but I go to five games a year, you know, so, and it's, it becomes all about the mighty, the almighty dollar becomes all about the almighty dollar. But let's get back to the task at hand. One game at a time, one inning at a time, one at bat at a time, one game at a time. I do believe that tonight we will send this series back to Houston. Uh, anything else after that is a crapshoot. Correct. I, I got to think that Paxton's going to give us at least five. He has to. Yeah, we can't, we can't have him coming out and giving us another two and a third innings of, of work. That, you that, can't go to Chad Green again. You see, like, now they're, they're starting to see, get better looks at him. And, you know, you can only go to that, that, that gun also often. And what's terrible about that, what you just said, is that's exactly what John Smoltz said in the beginning of this series. And I hate to give that man credit, but he said the more that the series goes, the, the longer the series goes, they, they're going to start seeing guys multiple times and they're going to get their timing on. And sure as hell, Correa got his timing on last night on Chad Green fastball. Yep. I mean, like I said, Paxton's got to go five. Uh, if At least five. I mean, he's really, realistically, we need seven strong. We That's what we need. We can get seven strong out of him tonight, then we'll, we'll, we'll be on our way to, to, to Houston. And the Yankees have to. Have not one nothing, because even though they were ahead one nothing yesterday, they, it still felt like they were defeated. Because everybody in that stadium knows that it should have been four nothing after the first inning. They need to come out tonight. They need to put two or three runs in the first inning. They have to. They need to have a, a, at least a two-run lead going into the fifth. Wow. Something along those lines. So, something to, to give us some hope. Something to cheer about. Something to, to, to believe in and have that lineup like, all right, we got this. We're not out of it. We got this. A lot of, uh, a lot of our negative Nancy uh, fan base, though, will remind you, Frank, of who we're facing tonight. And I told you the whole season, I am not scared of Verlander or Cole. And you can see Yankees could beat them. They just need the timely hit. I'm not scared of him in Yankee Stadium. I would be scared of him down in Houston. And he tightroped that game, too. He did. Uh, again, like I said earlier in the, uh, in the episode, uh, he has been kind of shaky in his last two starts, the one against Tampa and one against us. Correct. Uh, so, I'm looking for a big hit tonight from uh, from Aaron Judge to save us. Uh, I'm looking for probably I want to say a five three five three victory heading back to Houston. Um, looking forward after that, I don't want to look forward after that. We'll piece that together when we get to it. Let's just get to it. Yeah, because game if there is a game six, that's tomorrow night. So there's no. There's no rest in between. We're going straight through. Which could be, which could work in our favor. We get a momentum swing tonight. We can come right back tomorrow and just, we'd be right back in the series, man. I've seen it done before. Right. I've seen it done multiple times from, from multiple teams. And, you know, the same way Houston got the momentum in their favor very quickly, it can certainly shift back to us. Like I said, I I just want to get, I want to get to Sunday. I want to. I want to get to Sunday, and then all hands on deck. Absolutely. So let's do it one one day at a time. You got five three tonight. 
I'm gonna go with a seven to four Yankees win. All right. Anything else you want to touch on before we uh, gear ourselves up, try and hype ourselves up, man? I, I'm trying to be positive, man. I'm, I'm staying as positive as I can. So I was super positive yesterday, and the Yankees completely shit the bed and made me look bad. I'm going to continue the positivity and hope that we don't get a repeat tonight. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right. This has been the uh, This Guy and That Guy podcast, episode number four. Hopefully, we'll be heading to Houston tomorrow. I believe we will be. All right. We are out. We're out.